And I think that I'll take your advice, Ernest, that I tried to prepare for everything and that paralyzed me in fear and stressed me out so much. So now I just prepare for the worst thing. Welcome to Mind the Words, where we break down quotes from thought leaders, past and present, to help us with the growth mindset and to help us get through everyday life. And our quote this week is by Nelson Mandela. And he said, I didn't survive, I prepared. So this was before he became the first president of uh, South Africa. And he was getting interviewed by Tony Robbins after he got out of jail, which he spent 25 years in prison, which I actually went to one of the prisons, Robin Island. Oh, wow. um, unknowingly, I didn't know that he went there. Wow. And I actually visited. Um, it was pretty surreal. But Tony asked him how he survived in prison. And uh, that's when he said he was prepared. What he meant was he was prepared to forgive. So that if in fact that he did survive, he would be able to go to let go of all that hatred and move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's see, that's that's, that's some not grown even up what shit. I thought. Yeah, that's not even what I thought it meant. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we'll we'll get to what what you thought right. and what I thought. Right, right. I'll read the context of this. He said, forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fear. Resentment is like drinking poison and hoping it'll kill your enemies. As I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew that if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. And then Tony Robbins says, Mandela understood fundamentally that forgiveness is not a gift we give to others. It's a gift that we give to ourselves. It's true freedom from stories of our past and from pain, rage, and anger that can eat away at our mind and our body. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. That's some super adult thing right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to be very strong for that. But yeah, I took it way out of context. Yeah, what, what did you think it was about? So I thought he was essentially saying, how did you get through the 25? I thought 20, it was 26 years. It was like 27, 26, 27. Yeah, 26, 27 years in prison. And I thought his answer was, I didn't survive. I prepared. In the context of what he's saying, which was essentially dying in prison, I thought he said he mentally prepared for that. And I can't see how someone, or at least me, how I would commitly prepare for that. But you're saying that I'm all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he meant, I, first, I didn't know it was in the context of even prison when I first read this quote. I thought it was in the context of like, I'm always planning. Got I'm you. always thinking right. three right. to 30 steps ahead. Right, right. I didn't... I, Absolutely. Before I researched this, I didn't know it was about like getting out of prison and spending like 20 something years in there uh, regarding this quote. So now that we kind of do know the context of this quote and we could go out okay. of that context, but of course, of course, in terms of forgiveness towards someone that maybe you hate or something that's happened to you in the past, what are your steps, Ernest, that you've taken, if at all, um, the steps to forgive someone? And just to name a few, like what I researched was, and I'm not good at forgiveness, which is why I had to research it. <laughs> so... <laughs> um like the first few steps and there it varies the steps but the first few steps are like oh you acknowledge it happened you acknowledge how bad it hurt you and then right. you acknowledge how fucked up the other person was or whatever happened was and then you uh you empathize that's the big one you empathize with them and that's eventually how you try to get over it to forgive them 
Got you. You saying what you just said, it reminds me of like the stages of grief or death in which, you know, you're dealing with a loved one who passed away or someone who was really close to you. And I guess you do have to go through these stages. For me personally, I do try my hardest to shake things off. I do. I'm not saying it always works. It doesn't, but I do try my hardest because it's like walking around with a bag full of bricks in your backpack. As soon as you can let it go, you know, you're free from the chains that they may have you on and they don't even know, you know? To shake things off, do you mean kind of burying it or and trying to move on? Like, what do you mean by shake things off? That's a good question. I think by shaking things off, I, I take different approaches. It depends on the situation. So let's say someone said something that um, I felt was egregious and felt maybe disrespected in a way. I would sometimes try to see where they're coming from, you know, almost empathize for them. So empathize. Yeah. Empathize for them. Um, in other situations, I don't want to give them the power of knowing that they hurt me. So I may put on the front or, you know, I may put on the front or I, I really do feel like I am in control if what they say doesn't hold weight against me or it doesn't affect me. Like if, you know, because they're throwing, they're throwing stones, but if it bounces off me, it had no effect and they could see that. Not minding the words. Right. Not minding <laughs> the words. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Um, it's something I've never really t thought about like that. Um, I will say this though. I do approach things in general in life as I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the most optimistic person, but I'm not pessimistic either. It's more of a, I, co I go in things neutrally or in, in a neutral plane to try to rationalize or understand or think and then walk away from it, learning something from it, or even learning about the individual. You know, I try not to hold on to it, just say, all right, I, I can't really mess with that person. You know, they don't need to be around. They're nothing. They're not bringing anything positive or they're not making me feel good. And I don't expect everyone to make me feel good, but you understand. Like staying away from the toxicity. Yeah, the toxicity, yeah. But even if you're physically away from the toxicity, it might still be on your mind. Oh, yeah. Like over and over again. If somebody gets the best of me, I can't help. It's not so easy to shake. It isn't so easy to shake. But I would say time does heal those wounds or at least puts it to rest. Um, what about yourself? In terms How of forgiveness. In terms of forgiveness. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably not the best person to ask. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you hear all this stuff like you should forgive uh forgive forgive and i i recently heard it from my my wife's father okay where uh, i told him a story about my dad mm -hmm. a few stories where like he did a few fucked up things and uh they divorced or my mom and him divorced and right. this and that but i don't really think about it and it, mm. it doesn't really negatively affect me maybe because i wasn't really there right. at that moment at that crazy moment where my mm. brother and my sister were there so i was just kind of telling him like facts like oh this is what happened this is what happened this is why i don't talk to this guy right so then um he he interpreted that as like i was holding a grudge and really i i don't though it was fucked up i i don't hold the grudge i think only because i wasn't i was so young or i right. maybe was a baby when that all that stuff was happening mm. so he was like 
you should forgive your father. That's what he was telling me. He's like, as your new, as your father, as your new father now, right. <laughs> I, I want you, I, I think really you should forgive your father and you don't have to listen to me, but this is the best course of action for yourself, right. for your own mindset. And he was telling me this, like, and I was just like, I'm just, I was just telling you like objective facts. I wasn't like very emotionally into it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like you hear things like that, right? Oh, you got to forgive. Course. All the time. You so forgive. it helps yeah. you out. And I haven't, honestly, I haven't figured it out how to forgive people or big part of it is the, uh, the empathizing part, right? Mm-hmm. It's so like, if you can't empathize with, with that person, then you, you probably can't forgive them. That's true. Most likely. So I was thinking of it like a, uh, just an example of babysitter in my past and she beat the shit out of me for fucking no reason. Right. And I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. I thought it was normal. I thought it was a normal thing. Like me thinking back, like, I don't get as angry as I did years ago. I think back and I'm, I'm still like, I can't empathize with her. I can't empathize at all. Right. Right. And that's like the majorest biggest step to to try to forgive that person so me thinking back at it i don't really get mad at it anymore like it it, i like you said earlier time kind of phases all that out but if someone were to ask me like if i would forgive her that babysitter i say no (laughs) i I fucking wouldn't i and i'm i'm glad you're being honest yeah i will say i don't i don't forget at all and i guess seeing that person again or even thinking about the situation that took place will bring back certain memories and emotions that are (laughs) I guess I was able to shake when they weren't around I can't say that I would try to like if you saw you know a better question would be you never forgave that babysitter but if you see her what would you do or how would you respond to her I would just have to ignore her, really. Mm. Like, she's right. not alive, but just saying, oh, okay. like, if she was. Um, I mean, there was a, a long period of time where I was just like, I would piss on this person's grave. Right, like... right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's, like, really nothing you could do. Like, earlier, you you were like, right. yeah, you don't want to show that they had this power. The best thing to do, the best revenge is success. That is true. And I don't know, I, I feel like that was, that's almost my whole life. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to get revenge, just trying to make myself better and better. I wouldn't say my whole life, but maybe some of like a lot of my teens and 20s. When I first saw this, I, I really thought he was talking, Mandela was talking about um, a, a particular mindset in approaching, you set your mind on a particular goal. His was or I thought was abolishing apartheid in South Africa, or in our case, I was thinking, so this is the analogy I was thinking about, would be um, giving a speech or starting a food or clothing drive or building a business. But without preparation, the road may be tougher than it would have been if you didn't prepare. I mean, it, I didn't survive. I prepared still speaks volumes regardless. It's a play on words. Yeah, to his like credit, 26, 27 years in prison oh, and just man. straight up. I can't imagine. No, I'm going to forgive these guys. <laughs> right. Dude, what? <laughs> I know. Um, I immediately thought about two other quotes when he said it. It reminds me of, you know, this one everyone says, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. 
or one I even like even better. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first hour sharpening the axe. And it just shows how you have to prepare. And what he's saying, even though it's totally different, I mean, he is sharpening the axe in the sense that he's not going to let, you know, these past grievances I guess, dull his life and to really let it go is amazing. Cause I don't know if I could do that. You're right. I, maybe I think, I believe I can, <laughs> but now that I, now that we talk about it, it's a lot more difficult. If I saw that individual person, those emotions definitely come back. Yeah, man. Like every bully in the past and every, <laughs> <laughs> every failed relationship, dude, it's, it's hard. I don't even know, like besides time, like. I have no idea how else to even like forgive someone who's wronged you, right? right? It's it's so nuts. All right, man. Anything else you want to add about preparedness or even forgiveness or uh, staying ready for whatever comes? And if you can even be ready or prepared for what comes, because you just had a baby. Yes. And I'm sure you're, even though you had one in the past, uh, mm-hmm. your daughter, there's still things you, you might not foresee. Maybe not that scenario, but uh, just in general, like, can you prepare for everything? I don't think you can prepare for everything, but in terms of preparation, I would define it as preparing yourself for the worst scenarios, looking for those holes or gaps you may fall into and try to, I guess, set up a bungee cord to get out or a way to get out of them. You know, whether that be financially or the future and retirement or to set your kids up or just better mental space. I mean, there's so many, like you said, you can't prepare for everything, but I definitely do look at things different. And I'm sure it wasn't even it, before having a kid, I would say I'd like to prepare for the worst, you know, have that fund or just looking towards the future. So I wouldn't find myself in the hole good one Um, don't prepare for everything prepare for the worst thing yes i like that definitely what about yourself in terms of preparation or preparing for life wife anything i think a lot about preparing and i Mm. plan for a lot of things but it stresses me out so much (laughs) that it's like the amount of stress potentially worth all this that i'm right potentially planning for and i also wouldn't say i'm the best person to ask about okay. this i'm like right. fucking terrible <laughs> with preparing. Really? the amount of stress that goes into my head will paralyze me and it has many times in the past mm-hmm. in terms of preparing for whatever might come and i think that i'll take your advice ernest that i try to prepare for everything and that paralyzed me in fear and stressed me out so much. So now I just prepare for the worst thing. Do your best to encompass as much as possible, but preparing for the worst definitely makes you feel more confident. I think it makes you feel a little more confident and a little more safe. And just to give an example of what I was thinking about is like, I was thinking about kids, just an example. And that was one of the things I was thinking about of preparing. I was like, shit, gotta pay for their college, gotta pay for their clothes, gotta pay for this, gotta pay for that. What if they don't even go to college? Gotta... (laughs) prepare for something else like what if they're deadbeats you know it just stressed me out so much planning for one thing led to planning for another thing led to planning for another thing and I was just so stressed out and then I switched my thinking to how what you just said for your mindset of preparing and I was like let's just not be broke 
and live in the street. Right. <laughs> that's, right. That's it. That's it. And that's the that's goal. It. <laughs> Serious. There's a quote I found. Oh, let me say Sun Tzu from the Art of War. Plan for what is difficult while it's easy. Do what is great while it is small. Definitely words to live by. Um, All right, man. Let's end it on that note. Don't be prepared for everything. Prepare for the worst things. Thanks for listening to Mind of Words. Please like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and see you next week to expand the growth mindset. Peace out. Of South Africa. And he was, uh, oh shit, actually it was after, sorry. It, it was after?